Welcome to the Ask Your Pastor podcast, where we explore biblical answers for today's congregation. Well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, here we have uh, Matt Cannon with me and Pastor Shane Smith. Uh, Matt, good to have you on the podcast. Good to be here. And Brother Shane, good to have you here as well. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Brandon. Good deal. Well, uh, we've had some uh, some good responses from the last podcast, so uh, we are uh, excited to continue this. Uh, this is episode number two, and Matt, I'm going to give it to you. What is the question for this podcast? All right, so this week, um, the question <clears throat> to, Pastor Sh- to Pastor Shane is, um, am I called to do mission work? Ooh. And what all that entails, and you've had a chance to study that question, and we're ready to hear it. Man, I got, a, right. I got a question, Shane. Isn't everybody called to um, mission work? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna address that. That's a that's a really good uh, that's a really good point. As a matter of fact. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this. Uh, one because we just did. A conference, uh, Matt and myself and uh, a few other guys from the church, uh, we just did a conference up in Atlanta uh, pertaining to mission work. So I'm pretty pumped about it. But anyway, uh, we go ahead and get right into the question. <clears throat> you guys feel free to stop me at any time if you got any comments or okay, whatever. So, okay, stop. Um, okay. I gotta, I'm just kidding. You can continue. <laughs> 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 just test it out right Making nice. sure that it was, works that was a good test that was a good test <laughs> all right good breaks okay all right as so, well we could we could actually spend a great deal of time uh on this um you know there's entire college and seminary courses are taught on this but since this is a podcast we're going to keep it short um tonight for time's sake so am i called to mission work or am i being called to mission work um, let me go ahead and ask you guys. I heard some popping. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I still hear you. Okay. All right. So, uh, the first thing we need to do really is just uh, kind of define what mission work is. And again, it's a podcast, so we're going to keep it simple. Uh, and I'm a simple guy. And so most lay people, when they ask this question, they're, they're referring to traveling somewhere to, you know, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when people say, am I being called to mission work? They're typically thinking, where should I go? Or am I being called to another country? Right. <clears throat> and so um, uh, they're going to share the gospel with other cultures, um, people of other languages. And when I say sharing the gospel, you know, I want I want to define that too because that can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people, but we're coming straight from the scriptures. And so when I say sharing the gospel, I mean the message of man's depravity, because we are fallen. Um, We have rebelled against God and have um, broken his laws. And James actually tells us that if we have violated even uh, a, a a fraction of God's laws and we've the same as broken them all. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the message of man's depravity, him being at enmity with God and his being on the, the broad road to hell. And then 
uh, God's provision for that depravity and enmity offered through the death on the cross and bodily resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. So that's what I'm talking about when I say going to share the gospel or going on, you know, on mission to share the gospel. So does that make sense so far? It yes. does. Okay. All right. So am I called to missions? If, if you're waiting for an audible voice from heaven uh, or, or a sign, I can go ahead and stop you right there. Um, God's will for us is clearly laid out in scripture. So <clears throat> that's where we're going to go to. Let's go to a couple of places and answer our question. Uh, God does not want his will to be a mystery to us. Some people think that his will is like you have to come up with this magical incantation or, you know, rub some kind of a crystal ball or something to, to, to find out what God's will, or maybe even like a, um, a, a, a Indiana Jones type journey into somewhere to figure out what God's will is. But that's not the case at all. Like he, he, he wants us to do his will. And so therefore he reveals his will to us. Um, I want to go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to say like, there's a lot of times people say that they wait for this, I don't know, a, a divine calling to do missions. Uh, and they yeah. kind of overstate the, the nature of what that so-called quote calling is. And they, they wait for that. Like you said, a voice uh, from heaven to come down and tell them, Hey, you need to do missions. So is that kind of what <laughs> people are kind of misunderstanding? Is that typically what not is not what happens? That's right. That's right. I think sometimes people are waiting for that Damascus road type experience, that apostle <laughs> right. Paul getting knocked off um, and, and um, uh, onto the ground and seeing this light. But the fact of the matter is that God's revealed himself and he's revealed his will through his scriptures and and he's revealed himself to us through Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, the Lagos. And so we can go straight to scripture. Uh, we don't have to have those kind of revelations. But one of the places that I kind of wanted to go back to was Genesis chapter 12. And it seems kind of an odd place to go when you're mm -hmm. when you're talking about mission work. Matt, do you need to but, get that? Do you need to answer that? I mean, we can pause for a minute here. If you need to. <laughs> Sorry. This, uh, I, I fixed it. We're good. We're good. Okay. On, on, on to Genesis. <laughs> For all of you that did not understand what was happening, Matt's phone miraculously died, like right before we were going to start this, and then right before and right when we started it, it came back to life. So I mean, and I guess now everybody's like, "What's wrong? Why didn't you answer me?" <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we're we're good now, and we're ready. We're ready. Okay, for, we're golden. We're ready for Genesis. We're ready for Genesis. <laughs> all right. Good deal. <clears throat> Okay, so yeah, we're going all the way back to Genesis. We're going to Genesis chapter 12, and I'm going to read three verses here, one, um, uh, one through three, as a matter of fact. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so there's several promises right there to Abraham. And the final one in verse 3 was, he, he said, God said, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so as I thought about that, I thought, well, okay, that, you know, if you take that at face value, you have to ask, well, is that because Abram was such an awesome guy? 
You know, is it because Abram was somebody that was really special? And the answer to that is, of course not. That's, that's not why all the families of the earth will be blessed. This is why. So if, you, if we look down a little bit further into that chapter, we can read in, in verse 4. It said, so Abram went. So he was obedient. It said, God said to go, and Abram went. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And then if you skip on down in verse 8, it says, Then he proceeded from there to the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Now, if you skip on, I'm, I'm fixing to pull this all together, by the way. Good, good. If you skip <laughs> over, <laughs> if you skip over to Matthew, to um, not Matthew, <clears throat> Matthew is here, but we're going to go to Genesis chapter 13, verse 18. It says that Abram moved his tent and came and dwelt by the oaks of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. All right, so as Abram traveled through the land, what does it say that he built? several times he, he built a tent yeah he built a tent and 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 along with his tent he always built something else an altar altar an altar yeah so he built an altar and it and, and it says that he <clears throat> built an altar to the lord and if you notice in those verses you'll notice that that, that the lord is in all caps and so when the lord is spelled out in all caps like this it's a place where the lord is called by his proper name which is yahweh so Abram, as he traveled around, he built those altars specifically to Yahweh. And in doing that, in all those areas, that's how he made the Lord known. So he was doing mission work. You know, he never really thought about that. But as I was studying these things, I found, you know, Abram's doing mission work. He builds an altar to Yahweh, and he's making the Lord's name known. And as a matter of fact, if, if you go to Galatians chapter 3, Verses 6 through 8, Paul actually addresses these things. He says, even so, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. The scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, all the nations will be blessed in you. And so, <clears throat> verse 4 of Genesis chapter 12 is referred to by Paul as the gospel preached beforehand as Abram, Abram is instructed to simply place his faith in God and move forward. God just said, go, go, go. And Abram went, he traveled, he built altars to the Lord and, and was making his name known. So in that story right there, even in the Old Testament, there's salvation by grace through faith, and then there's the charge to go tell others. So we can see that even way back, way back in the Old Testament, um, that Abram was a missionary. He went and made the Lord known. And, and, and back in verse 1, chapter 12, we're told that Abram was commanded to go. So this isn't a new thing. Now, if we go over to the New Testament, all right, if we go over the New Testament, this, this verse right here, these verses right here will be really familiar to you guys. Matthew chapter 28. <clears throat> I'm doing it old school, so I'm flipping pages. So I'm, I'm, flip, I'm flipping too. Okay, good, because <laughs> I should have <laughs> marked these. All right, so Matthew chapter 28, and then we're going to verses 18 through 20, 
And this passage is commonly known as what? The Great Great Commission. Commission. The Great Commission. Okay. So it says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so this is another step in fulfilling the promise that God made to Abram so so many centuries prior that in him all nations would be blessed. And so as we go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ and people repent and believe, they too become sons of Abraham. Now back there in verse 19, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, what are the first two words there? Go therefore. All right, go therefore. So again, here we are. Thousands of years after Abram, and we've got another command to do what? Go. To do it. To go. (laughs) To do it. To go. Go, therefore, and make disciples. So we're commanded by God to go and share the things of God with other people, to go and make disciples. And what I'm showing here is that whether in the Old Testament or whether in the New Testament, God's people have always had the responsibility to make the Lord known among the nations. That's what the, that's what's God, what God's people have always been expected to do. You can see things like that. I'm just going to pull this one, uh, Isaiah chapter six. You, you'll even see in Isaiah chapter six where where uh, uh, he is commanded to go and deliver a, a message of judgment from God. He's commanding his man to go, and and something else. Jesus is called our master. Is that not correct? Yep, correct. Yeah. All right. Jesus is called our master. And Jesus says that a servant is not above his master. Well, I got to study in this thing and I recognize that even God himself goes and makes himself known to the nations. He, he left his son, left heaven and, 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 and was and was uh, 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 incarnated here on the earth. He left his heavenly abode and, and made himself known. He dwelt among us according to John chapter 1, verse 14, to make himself known. So if God himself is serving as a missionary, shouldn't we also serve as missionaries? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think so too. So I think we do a great disservice uh, to the church when we use the word called too often. We hear that word a lot, and that's that's one of the the words in um, in the question is called. And, and specifically when it comes to service in the kingdom of God. And I understand that the Apostle Paul was, say, if you go back to, to Acts chapter 16, you'll see that the Apostle Paul specifically was called to Macedonia. Um, it's called the Macedonian vision where uh, a man appeared to him and called him to Macedonia. But we uh, as believers don't have to wait for a call like that to go about the mission of God sharing the gospel. We basically have, and Brandon, I think you mentioned this uh, at the beginning of the podcast, but we have a standing command from the king. That's to right. Go. Yeah. That, yeah, that is absolutely <clears throat> the case. I mean, we, we already are called in the first place. So there's, it almost seems like, um, you know, people say that I'm told that I'm, I'm called to go to Guatemala or I'm, or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling that God is pulling me towards this direction. Well, everybody has that command. It's not really a feeling that you get. It's something that you've been told to do. You don't have to have an emotional response 
um, to, to feel that call to do it. Like you've been told and commanded to do it. That's exactly right. And I think we have to be careful when it comes to feelings because the Bible tells us specifically that the heart is desperately wicked and who can know it. And I think we need to be careful when it comes to emotional decisions like that. We basically just need to obey the scriptures. Um, even, even back uh, as I was doing different, different mission trips to Nigeria and uh, uh, Matt went as well. Matt went to Nigeria as well. And I've done some mission work in New York and Atlanta and different places like that. And, and it was, it was, it, there, there was never a miraculous type vision or an audible voice or anything like that. It was basically the great commission. It was the words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. And also from Acts chapter one, verse eight, that burned in my heart that let me know that that's what I was supposed to do. And so it's a decision that you make based on the scriptures. Like, but we have a command, standing command, command from the king to go and make disciples. Not just to make proselytes. We need to get that clear, too. We're not commanded to go and just simply make proselytes. We're commanded to go. Jesus specifically said to go, therefore, and make disciples. He said to baptize them and then to teach them to observe all that I commanded you. And so one of the other things that we can learn and what Jesus said right here is that if we're going to go, and we're going to do mission work. If we're going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to be mature in the faith. Because how are you going to go and teach if, you, if, 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 if you're not grounded yourself? That's really, really important. Um, I actually spoke with somebody once that was a member of a certain church that made the statement. They said, um, you know, I just don't believe I've been called to share the gospel and to do evangelism and things like that. I just don't believe I've been called to do that. And, and I was shocked <clears throat> and heartbroken at the same time because somebody had taught her that sharing the gospel is a call, you know, only to, to be carried out by missionaries and pastors that she thought must have had some sort of specific mystical revelation from God. That's a tragic, tragic thing. Yeah, that's something that I've seen where uh, there was an article that I read on Desiring God uh, that said that um, God has called me to go with you to Guatemala and then after this person was wanting to go to Guatemala um, with some of the missionaries, uh, he decided to, you know, give that person a packet uh, to inform them of what it entails. It's not really just mm -hmm. a visit or touring the city. It was rugged, and there was a civil war recently in the place. Uh, and then not, mm -hmm. not long after that person received the packet of information that spelled out what they were going to be doing, they got a second call from that person that originally said, God had called me to go with you to say that God had told me that I'm not going to go. <laughs> and it made him to think, you know, her, her God's call to missions seems so capricious. I mean, she just has so many mood swings and it doesn't seem like an actual, um, you know, it doesn't seem like she understands the command of it. Exactly. And, and the cost to count the cost. And a lot of times we call the, you know, we call that mission tourism. People are, are much more willing, you know, to go, uh, somewhere where they think that they're just going to be able to tour around and take pictures rather than mingle with um, uh, the people in a certain area that may be war-torn, that may be um, inhabited by um, uh, even enemies, <clears throat> you know, right? So that, that could possibly kill you. <laughs> so and Jesus has called us to lay down our life. So we, we're supposed to count the cost before we go. 
And so that kind of that kind of segues into the final part of this is is um, something that you just mentioned: foreign missions. And you know, what about foreign missions? And so logically, not everyone can leave for the foreign mission field. If, if every single person here in America left for the foreign mission field, there wouldn't be anybody around here left to share the gospel in Jerusalem, Judea, you know, as it were. Um, some are simply not able to go. And then, frankly, there's some uh, that shouldn't go. And I'll say, I don't know if you personally should go, uh, but I know you shouldn't discount it either. Uh, sometimes people try to find ways out of going, you know, on the foreign mission field, but it's less of a call and more of a decision based on what the scriptures say. And I'll get to that in just a second. But we re I referred to Acts chapter one, verse eight a little while ago. It tells us that we'll be witnesses of Christ in local areas, you know, as referred to as Jerusalem. And then you, you almost, I almost imagine this as like ripples in a pond expanding further out to Judea, Samaria, and then to the remotest parts of the earth. And, and, and when we get to these remote areas, when we get to these Samarias and these uh, remotest parts of the earth, we should at least, we should at the very least be involved. And, and what I mean by that is we may not go, that may not be something that we can do, but we should at least be giving towards it. We should at least be praying about it. We should at least be praying for missionaries. We get opportunities in the bulletins, and you guys have probably seen this too. We get opportunities in the bulletins to pray for foreign missionaries all the time. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how many people, yeah, yeah, have you guys seen those? Yeah. How many times have people pulled those things out of a bulletin and thrown them away and never prayed for the first missionary <laughs> on there? And, and, and that's a simple way to be involved in foreign missions, just pray for these guys and pray for those that they're sharing the gospel with. And then sometimes it actually means that we go ourselves, you know, that yeah. we go ourselves. If not, <laughs> it's not the most important part. Yeah, absolutely. Deal. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if, and if that's where your, if that's where your heart is and I use heart loosely. And when I say heart, I'm, I'm, I'm taking into account some other things I'll mention in just a second. And you truly believe that you're supposed to go. That's great. But there's some, there's some things that need to be abided by. One is that you need to be in the scriptures. You need to be in the scriptures because this is God's objective way of speaking to you. People talk all the time about how God spoke to me, God spoke to me, God spoke to me. And in a lot of cases, it's in some subjective type of way. But we need to be in the scriptures. This is how God has spoken to us. The scriptures are inerrant. They're infallible. And, 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 and they're, they're, they're good for instruction. The second thing is that if you believe that this is where you need to be, you need to be praying. And, and, and you need to also, not only do you need to be praying, but you need to be in prayer, not only by yourself, but with your pastors, with your church leaders and others in your church that are mature in the faith. And, you know, you simply, you can't, you can't just simply go on a feeling or on a whim. Brandon mentioned this a little while ago. You need to be under the authority of biblical spiritual leadership and commissioned and sent out by your local church. That is absolutely critical. Um, and, yeah. and Matt, you remember this over the weekend? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A missionary should be dispatched by and under the authority of his local church. There are no parachurch organizations that trump the authority that was given to the local church by Jesus Christ himself. 
That's right. Paul and Barnabas were sent out of the church in Antioch. <laughs> they were they were literally, you know, sent by the elders there at Antioch. And there you go. They, and they prayed over them and sent them out. There you go. <clears throat> and perfect reported, example. And they reported back to Antioch after their first missionary journey. Yeah. So and, even and even the great apostle what, Paul. Right. And told go all ahead. of what God had done. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. they're they're even reporting back. You know, they're they're being debriefed, which is something that we've done at Temple. Um, you know, that's how we send missionaries out. And then when you come back, you're debriefed and you give reports while you're gone. But you're never there's never any um, uh, rogue agents. There are never any rogue agents. They're always connected. And if the great apostle Paul is connected to a local church, then we should be too. Um, but Second Corinthians chapter uh, five verse twenty says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. So are we called to missions? I'd say as we study the scriptures, it's less of a call and more of, of, of simply who we are in Christ. I mean, that verse right there says we are ambassadors for Christ, all of us who have been born again, you know, and, and we shouldn't have to be called to the mission of sharing the gospel, regardless of where that is. We shouldn't have to be called to the mission of sharing the gospel. We have a standing order from the king. And, and, the, and the motivation for this, this is important too, the motivation for sharing the gospel precedes um, uh, what I just read. I just read 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20. But preceding those in verses 14 and 15, Paul says, For the love of Christ compels us or controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all, so that they who live, that's us, that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. And so we should, we should be living for Christ living for Christ, making sacrifices for Christ, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're commanded to go and be on mission with God and to make disciples. And, and all of us are ambassadors. It's who we are as believers. And, and in the second part of those verses, we see our motivation. It's because of his love for us, his willingness to die for us. And so we no longer live for ourselves, but for the one who died to give us life. I like how you um, said that, that everyone... Uh, is is uh, missionaries ambassadors for Christ? Um, I was reading uh, something by Jonathan Trotter. Uh, he was talking about missionaries. Um, he said they were uh, missionaries are like the church's special forces, right? And uh, he said <laughs> missionaries are the front lines of the kingdom of heaven, right? He said, I'm sorry, but no. Um, <laughs> he said, aren't missionaries the cream of the crop? No. Turns out we're just people. We may travel more than most. We may speak more languages than some, but the idea that missionaries are somehow set apart from other Christians is dangerous. Um, mm. Actually, wherever the gospel is advancing, there is the front line. Wherever lives are being transformed by the love of Jesus, there is the leading edge of the kingdom. There you go. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and, good. and you have opportunities, man. There, there's so many opportunities. When you pray and ask the Lord to use you in this capacity, you can, you, if, 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 if you're supposed to go, then go. But if not, then be obedient right here. I, let me just share a quick couple of testimonies with you. And then I'll, 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 I'll sign, let you guys do whatever sign off. Um, on the way back from Atlanta, 
Saturday, we stopped at a gas station and, and, and we're looking for opportunities to share the gospel and praying for opportunities to share the gospel. So we stopped at this gas station and within like three minutes, Matt, you're on the, you're on the van there within like yeah. three minutes, this homeless guy walks up and bam, he got the opportunity to share the gospel. We didn't have 30 minutes to talk. You know, how long does it fill up? How long does it take to fill up a tank of gas? Ooh, so he shared the long. gospel. Not long. And so you come, we come home, we get home and, and one of our other brothers, it's actually Matt's um, brother, brother. And so we get home and, and he's got this car for sale that Matt's brother has this car for sale. And, and uh, uh, Matt's brother was also with, a, he was, he had been traveling with us. And so this guy was interested in, in, in Matt's brother's car and he had the opportunity to share the gospel. The guy just comes up and he's like, man, I don't know why I'm sharing this all with you, but he just kind of unloads on Matt's brother and just shares with him some things going on in his life. And, and, and Matt's brother shares the gospel with him just right there. Well, then um, Matt's brother calls me that night to tell me about it. I'm like, man, that's awesome. How, you know, how cool is that? It's just God's, that's just divine appointment. And so 30 minutes after I get off the phone with him, this guy, this random guy knocks on my door. It's like late at night. It was storming that night. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and the, picturesque. And this guy knocked. Yeah, it's, it's this guy knocks on the door and he's like, hey, man, my truck just broke down. He said, I don't know why I stopped at this house, but I need a ride. Can you please give me a ride? And I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. So he gets in the car and we're 100 feet from the house going down the road. And the guy says, Hey man, what's, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm a pastor at Temple Baptist Church. And I said, let me ask you some questions. And so here we go. And so we are on mission all the time. We just need to be looking for opportunities and in a, in a state of mission consciousness. You mean really. the guy didn't right. jump out the truck, jump out, jump out of the car when you started asking those questions? <laughs> <laughs> he may have wanted to something, something else. This, uh, this interesting about that situation is when I got him home, he was sitting there like being really quiet. I'm like, man, are you okay? <laughs> and he said, yeah, but he said, there's another, he said, I was in, I was in Thomasville, Georgia, not long ago. And he said, this other guy was talking to me and he said, he told me that he went to Temple Baptist church in Moultrie, Georgia. And he said, he told me I needed to come there. And he said, now one of the pastors <laughs> is telling me I need to come. He well, said, I think I may need to come. <laughs> I think uh, one of the, one, one of the important things um, I heard this past weekend and tying it all together is, um, uh, I believe it was Paul Washer that spoke and, you know, we always hear, especially, you know, people, um, I, I remember being young and, and going on missions and thinking I wanted to give my life away, you know, I just want to give my mm -hmm. life away. And, and it really stuck me what Paul Washer said. He said, and I think he was speaking to the people of Peru, uh, particularly. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, the people of Peru don't need your life, son, mm -hmm. you know, you know, 18 year old, mister, I want to give my life away. And, you know, cause you have nothing else better to do. Like they need the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know? Right. And, um, so just hearing their stories about, you know, coming into contact with people even here in, you know, in America, you know, where we have all these opportunities, you know, and we're, and we're sharing the gospel. We should be the same when we go overseas, you know, it's not about giving our, life away and building wells even though you know the cost could be great the cost mm -hmm. and, and jesus says you know you will suffer for my name but that being said you know it's not about digging wells it's not about 
building houses and all those things are great and they can glorify God through that. But mm-hmm. people need the gospel because it's the power to save. And, Absolutely. and it is the mission. And, um, and so that, that's what really started me. You know, those people don't need your life. You know, <laughs> they need, they need the gospel. And, um, that's right. So that's right. Absolutely. That was a, that was, that was really, really cool when he said that I I never really thought about it before, but yeah. And so that just kind of reaffirms the fact that if you're going to go, if you are going to go, then you need to be a part of a local church. You need to be under solid biblical teaching and you need to be being disciple in the process of being discipled yourself so that you can go and lay firm foundations and not make a mess that somebody else has to clean up. Right. So, yeah, so sent from a local church to share the gospel, to plant a church with a biblical, you know, understanding of the local church that will mm-hmm. send more from there, you know. Absolutely. And um, that's, uh, man, that's. Uh, that's the model. That's it. <laughs> that's the model. That's it, Matt. We can stop right there. <laughs> so I guess the short answer, am I called to mission work, is Yes. yes you are most definitely most definitely (laughs) if you're a believer (laughs) that's right if you're a believer and if you're not contact one of us and talk to us about that please i mean dead serious i mean yeah even if you're listening to this podcast right now and um you know and you uh you know there's something that you know, maybe you're not sure about your salvation or, or anything or um and you feel you know god drawing you um we'd love to talk mm-hmm. to you absolutely um, so that'd be awesome if we can make that happen there's some contact info that uh, you can get in touch with us and so we'd be uh, happy to talk with you um yeah so that answers answers that question if is there anything else you want to add uh shane or matt that's it. That was good. Good. Yeah, then, I'm done, brother. Thank you for the yeah. opportunity. We talk about these 15-minute podcasts, and they never happen. No. No, they don't. <laughs> I'm over it. Wow. <laughs> Matt's idea was like, it's 15, my fault. 15 minutes tops. This is all they want to listen to. They're going to just lose interest, but hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to work on that. I'm, I'm so seasoned at writing 40-minute sermons, I can't stop. So oh, sorry. No, it's all I good. It's, I think it's fine. It's all good. Well, good. Glad, glad to have you guys. And, uh, and uh, that was an awesome opportunity to discuss this uh, question. So uh, keep keep submitting your questions. I've gotten, you know, you know, plenty already, you know, we're set for weeks to come. So keep sending them and and we're going to go through them and we're going to answer them. That's awesome. Well, I guess uh, we're going to sign off and uh, we will see you next episode. And hopefully we're going to try this, keep this going about every couple of weeks, uh, get a a episode recorded. So um, be tuning in and it should be available. We've actually since the last episode been able to add ourselves to quite a few other podcasts um, locations like Apple podcast and Google podcast. So you don't have to specifically use uh, this app for anchor, but you can choose your, um, your podcast app that you're more comfortable with and uh, you can use that to listen to the ask your pastor podcast. So anyways, uh, hope you have a, a good rest of your evening. 
and uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you got any questions, definitely get in touch with us, and uh, here's how to do that. That concludes today's episode of Ask Your Pastor. If you enjoyed this episode or would like to ask your own question, please let us know. Visit us on the web at tbcmoultrie.com and click on the media link. Or you can send us an email at askyourpastor at tbcmoultrie.com. Again, thanks for listening.